You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode number three with Kendall Fontenot. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, success stalkers, let's get started. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and this is another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Kendall Fontenot. Kendall, are you ready to stalk some success today? Yes, I am. How y'all doing today? Outstanding. We're outstanding. 26-year-old businessman Kendall Fontenot has been making history. Kendall owns one of the largest minority-owned dealerships in the state of Louisiana. He has been spawning businesses since the tender age of seven. Currently, he is powerfully poised to roll out a formidable network of buy-here, pay-here dealerships nationwide in a franchise model. Kendall now wants to share his motivational message and practical tips to American youth and beyond. He believes an individual or family's greatest hope of reaching that plateau of freedom is entrepreneurship. In his soon-to-release book, Good Work, Not Good Luck, Kendall will share how he became a self-made successful entrepreneur and further help those with ambition to do the same. So, Kendall, I've given our listeners just a little overview of yourself. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then briefly give us an overview of your business. Well, first off, um, I mean, you've already mentioned it, but my name is Kendall Fontenot. And um, right now I am 26. I just turned 26. I started my first business back when I was seven in elementary school. Um, And ever since then... I realized that we wanted to work for myself. I've always wanted to do my own thing. And from seven years old in elementary school, you know, it taught me one thing that when you own your own business, you can always set your own price and you can make as much money as you want. And, you know, when you're in school at that age, we all like candy, we like chips, we like our snacks and all that stuff. And by me making my own money, I can buy as much candy, chips, snacks as I want. So, that's when I decided, you know, I'm going to work for myself, you know, as long as I can. And uh, from seven years old, I started my first business in elementary school selling pencils because back then um, everybody in class and, matter of fact, the whole school, we like to play what's called pencil pop. And I realized this thing called supply and demand. And if you have and if you have the supply that's in demand, you can make money. So that's when I started um, trading for more pencils and stuff so the kids can play pencil pop and I started selling them for then. Um, I mean, I've been moving ever since. And then uh, later on, once I got into middle school, I started um, selling candy and chips and snacks and stuff because then everybody kind of had their own money. And lunchtime, you can buy chips and drinks and so forth, you know, for 50 cents or a dollar. So 
I came up with this idea with my mom. We used to go to Sam's Hotel, and I, and I told her, I said, well, mom, this box of Skittles, you know, 36 um, packs come in a box. How about you buy this box for me for the 12 bucks that it is, and I can sell them at school for a dollar a bag, and that'll make me $36, which is, you know, probably about $20 profit or so, maybe a little more. I said, I'll just pay you back once I sell it. But, you know, of course, I didn't pay her back. <laughs> but of course. I offered, yeah, I offered it to her, and she told me, no, don't worry about it. So I said, cool, well, let's go get some more stuff. And uh, I kept on rolling with that. And um, later on, the Internet started being real big and real big and stuff. And I started a, um, an online e-commerce website selling tennis shoes and throwback jerseys because they were popular then. And, um, I mean, that business pretty much, it, it rolled for me um, kind of sort of until graduation, uh, my high school, uh, in my 11th grade year. Um, I still was doing throwback jerseys and tennis shooting and stuff, but I kind of got into the car business, the car audio side of the car business, because all my friends started driving who were all into the rims and tires and the music and, you know, kind of making the car look better. So, you know, I, re- I realized all my friends and stuff were – spending all their money on CD players and rims and so forth. I said, well, you know, what's eBay? eBay seems like a nice big website. <laughs> so I started searching on eBay, and I've seen CD players and stuff on eBay for, you know, 35 40 bucks. I've seen rims and tires full set for maybe seven, 800 bucks. And I realized that I can just buy this stuff from wholesalers off eBay for the 35 40 bucks and stuff to my friend for, you know, double the price. And it worked. And eventually... I got so big to where I started buying directly from manufacturers, and um, that business grew for me. And uh, I took that and started saving my money, and I got into the car business, the uh, used car business. That's what I did. Okay. And from the knowledge I had from that business, I took the money I had saved up along with um, my college refund check. Because one big thing in college, you know, everybody likes to get the big refund check. Yes. But, uh, yeah, the big refund check. And a lot of kids were supposed to go buy books with it and so forth, but of course we don't. So, I took the money, is what I did, and I actually saved it and waited till the next semester and uh, saved it along with that. And I think I roughly had about $10,000 with both semesters combined. And I figured out everything I needed to do to get my dealer's license. And once I got my dealer's license and for my insurance and so forth, I had a, roughly about $4,000 left, and I was able to go to an auction, and I purchased two cars. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I, t- I took those two cars, and um, I placed them in a newspaper for sale, and uh, I put them in on a Friday, and a Saturday I sold, I sold both of them. And then I realized, okay, oh, this is a light bulb. This is good here. You know, I, I said, uh, I need to keep doing this. So I had to wait all the way till the end of the next week to go back to the auction. And I bought two more cars. And that kind of put me where I am today. Um, that's when I first started off. And, you know, the two cars that I started off with, you know, has taken me and has led me to own one of the largest um, minority-owned buy-here-pay-here dealerships, you know, in the state of Louisiana. Phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. I just love your story. It's just incredible. And, and and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into your journey, Kendall, in just a little bit. But before we go any further, what I want to do, because we always start off Success Talkers Radio with a success quote. And so to really get that motivational ball rolling. So if you have a success quote, can you share that with us right now? 
Yes, you know, I mean, I actually follow maybe two or three success quotes. Um, one of them that I that I really apply to my everyday life and concept, which I mean, everyone should, especially an entrepreneur, is that your imagination is your limitation. Because one thing about entrepreneurship is you have to see something before you can actually do it. You know, you have to play it out for your mind. You have to imagine it. And then you can do it. You know, nobody nobody has control over what they can do but that actual person. And if you can imagine it, then you can actually go out and do it. Because every business today started off with a dream and imagination. You know, if you go back and you think about the big company as far as Apple, you know, he first started building computers in his garage. And he had a dream. He wanted to take it somewhere. And you have to follow that model if you want to get big. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And and that's similar to what I've done. I feel like I've done the same thing. I'm starting with, you know, even this podcast, but, you know, I still have aspirations to, to take it further and to help even more people. Exactly. Because, you know, your imagination is more important than your knowledge. You can know everything in the world, but if you can't imagine it, then you can't put it together. Because just, you know, you can you can take the, the category for it when you write something on paper. Before you actually write it, you think about it. You have to imagine it first. It's the same thing with business. The same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, Kendall, here at Success Talkers Radio, we are all about the story, the journey. And I know you have had an amazing journey starting from age seven, you know. But we want I want to focus on we want to focus first and foremost on a failure, a time in your life where you maybe fell flat on your face. And I want you to take us there with you for just a moment and, and then share with us some lessons that you learned from that failure. Well, you know, a lot of people, they think that because I'm young, I've never been through anything. They think that I'm the golden child, per se, you know, that my family's been rich. They've just passed me down thousands and thousands of dollars and had this great idea, and now I'm very successful. That's not true. Um my mom, she's a social worker, retired social worker now. Um, she has three degrees. And my father, he has two degrees. And my mom and dad were divorced. So I grew up in a single-parent household. So it wasn't that I was just blessed and just kind of floated along a path, you know, just born into this rich family. Um, back when I started my car business, my used car dealership, actually, business was going great. I mean, um, at one point, you know, I was 20 years old, and I thought that I couldn't be stopped. <laughs> you know, I thought that I was a golden child. I thought that anything I did, you know, would turn into gold. But one thing happened was that hurt, the hurricane hit in 2009 down in Louisiana. And um, when it hit, it really slowed down business for me, per se. And um, I actually went from, I mean, having, you know, Six high six figures in my bank account and all my bills getting paid, all my inventory in my car lot was paid for. I didn't have any loans out to actually have it, nothing. Um, my bank account went into the negative. My home almost went in foreclosure. Uh, all my vehicles, of course, were paid for. But I started running my vehicles through the auction just so I could get money to pay my bills and keep everything up. So at one point, I actually did go flat on my face. Um, and it was hard for me because being 20 and being that I was doing so good, I thought that I never could fail. So what I had to do was one day I just sat down at home. I didn't go into work anything. And I started thinking, I started thinking really, really hard. What can I do 
to change what's going on. Because right now, I don't want to be a failure, and I shouldn't be a failure because I know I'm not a failure. And I, I called up a good friend of mine, and I asked him, I mean, what am I doing wrong? He said, you know, honestly, you're not doing anything wrong. Well, I asked, well, how do I get myself out of the situation that I'm in? He said, the same way you got yourself into the situation. So I started thinking. I said, okay. I didn't really myself in the situation because nobody can control Mother Nature. But one problem that I'm having now is that everybody that's coming into the dealership doesn't have any money because the hurricane has came and it's depleted their savings account because they're trying to get their homes back in order, things that insurance and stuff would pay for. So I'm running all these people applications. I can't get anyone approved. So I said, well, now it's time for me to think in genius. And web equals genius in my book. So I said, hmm, I'm getting all these bad apps in. I can't get anyone approved. How about I start my own finance company? And the first thing that came to my mind was, well, duh, you can't start your own finance company if you don't have any money. So I said, no, I'm going to start what's called in-house financing. And what my program is, everybody that comes into my dealership, I don't run a credit check. I don't care about credit. It's irrelevant to me. And with down payment, the cash is your credit. So I said, okay, well, if I have somebody coming in with at least two grand, twenty five hundred, I can put them in a vehicle. That way, to give me some cash back, and I can go and buy another vehicle, so I can keep replacing that car. And so, that's when the light bulb hit for me, and I went through everything I needed to do to get my finance license, and I actually started my own finance company. And that's why now today I have the largest buy here, pay here company in the state of Louisiana, because I finance all of my own customers. Credit, we don't care about it. Uh, so. If you want a vehicle, you come in, you fill the application out, and you're approved right on the spot. Wow. So, yeah, I felt like I was right there with you. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's an amazing story. I make it sound like it, it went so fast, but, I mean, it took a year, two years for me to actually go through all this and realize what was going on. But, you know, the whole time doing this, I was thinking your imagination is your limitation. You know, if I could have thought myself out of it, I could make it happen. Okay, because, you know, another quote that I like to follow is one that, um, Jay-Z, Sean Carter, you know, he, he stated a long time ago, how did you get so fly from not being afraid to fall from the sky? You have to take risks. That's good. That's <laughs> good. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Well, Kendall, I want to go forward and, and transition to the other end of the spectrum, which is the aha moment, which I think you, you kind of pretty much talked about, you know, your aha moment when you had that. But have you had any other light bulb moments or aha moments here? You care to share with us? Oh, yeah. I mean, every day, being a business owner and you deal with multiple businesses like I do, because now I own multiple businesses, you always come up with different ideas and you always think about different things you can do to change what's going on. And, you know, right now, which is my latest aha moment, which was actually turning my business into a franchise, because I know there's a lot of car dealers out there that wish they can get people proven with going through the same thing, but don't actually have the full concept of getting somebody approved with no credit. So that, that was one of my latest big aha moments that I just went through. You're going to help so many people, Kendall, you know, because I know there are a lot of struggling, say, car dealers or that want to have their own dealerships and would love to have that business model. So you're going to bless a lot of people that way. In business, a lot of people, entrepreneurs, 
in particular, you're in business sometimes. You kind of don't know which way to turn left or right, go straight or backwards. And sometimes people actually need that push. And I never really had anyone who could actually give me that push. That's why I went through so many trials and tribulations, you know, growing up in life, growing up as a business owner and maturing as an entrepreneur, you know, because we try a lot of different things. But growing into being a mature entrepreneur, I've learned that any closed door can be open if you knock right. That's a good takeaway right there. I like that. I'm going to have to use that. (laughs) I will give you credit, though, Kendall. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right here, I want to shift for just a minute because we want to shine the spotlight on you and, and just share with us, if you can, one of your proudest entrepreneurial moments what are you most proud of about your business right now or in the past right now the thing that really makes me feel blessed is that my mom is happy because at one point when I was going through so many things with my dealership you know she was the one that you know maybe you might need to try something else maybe this is just not for you and right now the way my business is growing and it's it's blooming right now. You know, it's like the the spotlight is shining on it. My mom is very happy. She's comfortable. My family is comfortable because at one point we were uncomfortable, you know, and that was one reason why I wanted to get out and make money because I didn't want my mom to be uncomfortable and struggle and, and go through, you know, the different trials and tribulations, living check to check and so forth. I feel the same way about my mom. I'm so passionate about, you know, being able to retire her if she wants to retire someday. And, you know, it's just a, I can only imagine what a feeling it must be to be able to provide that kind of lifestyle for your mom, you know, because she's given so much to you. Exactly. You know, one thing about about parents, you know, mom and dad, they cannot be replaced. It's only, only one. And, you know, right now, you know, my mom, I give her the shirt off my back. You know, she knows whatever I have, she has. Because she worked hard when I was a child to provide for me and to put me in great schools and get a great education. You know, now... I can do the same for her. So now I just want her to be comfortable, live her life. You know, if she calls me up and says, okay, you know, I need X, Y, and Z. I want to go shopping. I want this. She knows she has it. There's no problem. And what a blessing. <laughs> what a blessing. Well, Kendall, we, you know, we both know that being an entrepreneur can sometimes be a roller coaster of emotions, and, and you've touched on a lot of that already. And, and I'm sure you would agree with that because, you know, you can be up today and then within the next 24 hours, you can be down, frustrated, ready to quit. So, you know, t- tell us how do you keep your focus and, and keep that end result in mind each day? Well, in order to keep an end result in mind, you have to start off thinking about the end result. And every day I get up, I plan my day. I'm always thinking about the end result. And I always remind myself that hard work is what pays off. You know, it's all about good work, not good luck because I don't really believe in the thing called luck. Because a lot of people say, okay, you won the lottery, you're lucky. You you went to a casino and hit a jackpot, you're lucky. I don't believe in that. Because in order to do those things, you have to show up. And showing up is not luck. In order to win the lotto, you have to actually show up and go buy a lotto ticket. That's work, getting up there, going buy that ticket. Same thing with casino. You have to actually use your money, get up, go find whatever slot machine or whatever table or anything you're playing on, you have to actually get up and, and, and go there. So I don't believe in luck. You know, I always think about the end result. And it's all about hard work. You know, hard work pays off. Not one day goes by that I don't work hard. You know, even on my off day, it's not an off day because I'm always doing something. You know, I'm always working. You have to keep working and keep working. 
nothing comes to a sleeper, <laughs> nothing at all but a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. And and that's so true. And I like turning my dream into reality. So, you know, if I have a, I'm trying to wake up, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it happen. So, you know, I mean, I work, I work, work, work. Love it. Love it. Love it. You are just dropping some, some golden nuggets on us today. I love this. And, and I know our, our listeners are really getting some incredible takeaways, you know, from everything that you're saying. And I just really appreciate you, you know, providing so much value for them because, you know, it's it's really about them. And, and you know, you are, a, to me, you are a true success stalker. <laughs> and <laughs> I look at you and I, listen, I look at your story and I'm just like, wow. Now he's like the poster child for what a success stalker is. You don't quit. You just keep going. You're hungry, passionate. I just love, I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, our, our next, the next part of our interview is my favorite part, Kendall, and that's what we call we call the success round. And what I want to do here is I want to throw some questions at you, and then I want you to throw them back at me. You know, some knockout answers. So is that fair enough? I'm ready. Okay, good deal. Good deal. Well, what was it? And I think this first question I'm about to ask, I think you're just going to crush it because, you know, I was going <laughs> to say, what was it that that held you back from becoming an entrepreneur before you started? But you were one but at seven, so I don't know if anything held you back. <laughs> you know, I really didn't have anything to hold me back because I've, right, right. I've, I've always been, I've wanted to, to just do whatever I wanted to do. And my mom growing up, she always kind of sort of let me do what I wanted to do. You know, as long as it wasn't anything bad, you know, if I wanted to go out and go sell sticks, she would tell me to go make the money, <laughs> you know, so. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't have anything to, to hold me back. Just at one point, before my mom and dad got a divorce, he would always throw the saying at me, okay, you're too young to do this, okay, no, you can't go cut the grass, you're too small, you're too young. And my mom, she would say, if you want to go cut the grass, go cut it, I don't care, just don't cut your foot off. Right. So, you know, I really never had nothing to hold me back. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, that's good that you that you said that about your mom because, you know, there are people that are listening right now that have children. And, you know, they may even have seen some things in their children that, that are like you, those same type of, you know, characteristics and qualities that, you know, their child may be saying that they want to, they're actually showing that they want to be an entrepreneur someday. And, you know, we as parents, we have to make sure that we are, you know, fanning that the flame, you know, of that within our children because you just never know what they can grow up to become. Exactly, you know, and I have two daughters myself. One is three and one is one, and I'm training them to learn that if you don't work to fulfill your own dreams, you'll be working fulfilling someone else's dream. So you have to get out, follow your own dream, and work for yourself. You know, it's nothing wrong with being self-employed. You just have to figure out exactly what you want to do, and you have to, you know, what I like to call it, I call it the three phases in business. You have to make it, which is coming up with the idea, you know, figuring out what you want to do, and then you have to master it because hustling brings a dollar for today, but mastering your craft brings a dollar for a lifetime, and you want to make it forever. And lastly, the last stage of business, I call it mattering it, which means duplicating it. Because in order to be successful and make more and more money, you have to duplicate a process. If you go back to thinking about Walmart, CVS, you know, all the big companies out there, they're mattering their product right now. They're duplicating it. It's the same philosophy in different cities, states, anywhere. And so all these things that you talk about, I know they're they're probably in your book, right? Yes. Everything's in the book. All the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all the good stuff. You know, I, I share it. 
actually everything because with me and my entrepreneurial journey, I didn't have anyone to help me out. You know, people that could have helped me out, they didn't want to help me because they felt that I would be a threat, you know, felt that I would come into their category, their league, and take money from them. But they don't realize that there's enough opportunity and money that everyone can make in the world. And I don't mind helping anyone out because one thing I learned about opportunity, you have to create it. A lot of people just want to stand up, sit around, and say, okay, this is going to hit me today. You know, okay, I'm going to just somebody's going to come slap me with a great opportunity. That's not true. You know, opportunity has to be created. And a, yeah, and a lot of people, they just they, they don't believe it, and those are the ones that don't know whether or not to turn left or right. But sometimes you got to get out there, just figure it out, and go after it. you got to take that risk because, you know, risk is something that we take every day anyway. When you wake up and you walk to the bathroom to brush your teeth in the morning, it could be an instant that the toothpaste you're putting on your toothbrush on your toothbrush, could have bacteria and it can mess up your gums. I mean, it's a risk. Actually, you know, when you walk into the store, you walk in anywhere, you can trip and fall. You get up in your car and drive somewhere, you can get into a wreck, Lord forbid, you know, anyone, but it's risk. And the same thing about business. You have to take the risk. Absolutely. You are just dropping some serious, serious nuggets, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, what is the best business advice you've ever received and, and who gave it to you, Kendall? The best business advice that I've received um, has come from my god brother, Dr. Far Gray, um, who is also a self-made millionaire, made the first millionaire 14, might I say, and is still a self-made millionaire today, soon to be a billionaire. Um, about two years ago, we were sitting down eating lunch, and I was talking to him about another business idea and actually talking to him about my business, about doing a franchise and, you know, expanding my car dealership. And uh, I was telling him about everything, and he asked me, what are you waiting for? I said, what do you mean, what am I waiting for? He said, you got all the answers. What are you waiting for? He said, you have to go out and do it. He said, don't sit down and wait and think about it and act like you don't know which way to turn. You know what to do. Just get up and do it. Sometimes you have to just get up and do it instead of sitting there waiting on someone's special approval. You don't need anyone's approval but your own. Go out and do it. You know, I found that in, in your doing that, you know, everything else will work out because sometimes we as entrepreneurs are solopreneurs and want to, want to you know, we, we, we want everything to, to be right there for us before we even get started. And, and it just doesn't work out that way. It doesn't happen that way. But it's when you get up, like you said, and start moving. It's, it's along that journey. It's like everything just starts to fall in place. But right. it doesn't until you move. Exactly. Because once you actually put it together and you get that business rolled to keep it successful and to keep it going, you know, it's another three-step process, I call it. It's called people, product, and process. Because once you have the people in place or yourself as the person, you know, and you have your product, once you get your process, everything will flow. And that's what you need, a model that flows in order for you to stay successful and for your business to grow. Right, absolutely. And, and so how important would you say is, is having a mentor? Do you have a mentor? My mentor is my godbrother, Dr. Barr Gray. Yeah, that's a great one to have. <laughs> I, I know his story, too. I've been following him for a long time. He's an amazing man. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, I wouldn't say so much it's important to have a mentor, but if you do not have a mentor, you need to have someone who you actually look up to, someone who you want to be like. It's kind of like if you go to the gym and work out. Everyone that goes to the gym and works out wants to get in shape. They want to have a body that they're comfortable with. They don't have to necessarily get muscular 
But whenever you go to a gym and you sign up for the first time, when you first walk around the gym, you see somebody who you want to mimic, who you want your body to look like. That's the same thing in business or you need to find somebody who you actually kind of want to be like or kind of mimic and find out what they did because if they're doing something, they must be doing it right. You have to do exactly what they did, but you need to talk to them and kind of get on the same path that they did. You know, you stay in your own lane, you let them go in their lane, and y'all can ride parallel to each other. I like that. I like that analogy. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Let me ask you this, Kendall. Do you have an internet tool or an, an online business app or something like that that you're currently using to help grow your business that you use? The best thing right now um, in my used car business, I have my own website, ultimateautoplex.com, but um, cars.com and auto traders has also been really good because it brings in a lot of feedback and a lot of phone calls to the, uh, to the dealership. And, of course, I do a lot of local advertisement for TV commercials and radio commercials and stuff as well. But in my actual line of business, um, the cars.com and the auto traders, those have been more successful to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's good. Thank you. With what two books, you know, of course, we're definitely going to recommend that our listeners, you know, you know, purchase your book. But what <laughs> other two books? Oh, no, I mean that because it's, it's a great book. Uh, what two books would you recommend to our listeners? The two books before I actually wrote my book, which of course you know I want to recommend my book first. <laughs> Going to get that plug in there. <laughs> which which would be um, Realionaire, which is wrote by my godbrother Dr. Farrar Gray, um, and it's still a number one best selling book right now. If you actually pull it up on Amazon, it's probably only one or two copies left. But that is one of the the best books that you can actually go out and buy and read as an entrepreneur to get you on the right path. Because, you know, it's a book that talks about a young kid who has endless possibility. You put your mind to it, you can go out and do it. And that's kind of how I was. You know, anybody, everybody should think like that. And also, the second book that I recommend reading after Real Year will be Donald Trump's book, Think Like a Champion. Because in order to be successful, in order to be, you know, the head person in charge, you have to think like a champion. You know, in that book, he throws in key points on how he outthought certain people to be this big millionaire. I mean, not really, sorry, but the real estate mogul that he is today. You know, and it's, that's also a great book, and it's probably maybe sold out, but if it is, you need to order it somewhere because that's a great book. Think Like a Champion by Donald Trump. Good deal. Well, Kendall, if, this is my last question, but I want you to imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. And you still have all the experience and the knowledge that you currently have today. Your food is taken care of. Your shelter is taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? If I had my laptop and $500, I would be doing what I'm doing now, which is my current project that I just launched um, with two business partners. I don't want to reveal their names right now. Um, but it's called ViralHipHopVideos.com. And also a man viral videos.com, which um, viral hip hop video is kind of similar to what we all know as world star hip hop, which, you know, everyone puts on their video. The rappers and hip hop artists and all kind of artists put up videos on my website called Viral Hip Hop, and it actually helps those up and coming artists get out into the real world so they can get noticed, kind of like YouTube did for Justin Bieber. You know, and so and like Soldier Boy, like it helps Soldier Boy out. 
of my website be something that it's free of charge like YouTube and it will be more noticeable because everything now all videos are going viral. You know, everything's going viral. So so true. Absolutely right. Well, Kendall, I tell you, I've just really enjoyed hearing your journey today. And, you know, we've had a chance to talk the other day, but just in more in depth today during this interview. And I just really, really am so inspired. And I know our listeners are, too. And I know they've gotten some really great takeaways and nuggets. But before we end, I want to end with this. If you can just give our success talkers one parting piece of advice and then share the best way they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. The best advice that I want to give everyone anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur. You have to go out and create that opportunity and take the risk. You know, risk is all around us. Risk happens every day, all day. You count it, the number of chances you take a day, you wouldn't even think about becoming an entrepreneur. So just take that risk. You know, the only thing you can do is fail. And with failure, in order to achieve, you have to fail because you won't know where you messed up at if you don't fail at something. And if it's not worth working for, it's not worth having anyway. So failure is always a good thing. I learned from my mistakes. Everything that has been a failure to me has actually turned into gold. So you have to get up. You're going to fall. You know, a business needs to be treated just like a baby. You have to crawl before you walk. And when you're a baby, you fall sometimes, but you got back up. And now you can walk good. You can run. You can jog. You can do everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> but first you thought you'd fall and fail. But, um, but other than that, um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I can be reached um, under Twitter and Facebook under Kendall V. Fontenot. Also, I have a website, KendallVFontenot.com, and that's N, B as in dog, A-L-L, V as in Victor, Fontenot, F-O-N-T-E-N-O-T.com, and uh, Instagram as well. Um, it's real, R-E-A-L, Kendall F, and same thing with Twitter, and I also operate all my accounts. Uh, if y'all send something, nine times out of ten, I will respond. I'll reply. <laughs> you know. Okay, good. A lot, of, a lot of celebrities and entrepreneurs, they don't operate their accounts, but I take the time and I try to respond to as much fan feedback and stuff mm-hmm. as I can. If I can't get to it, my staff will get to it and they'll get it to me. That's good. That's really important because, you know, to connect with your audience and with the people that support you, you know, and that are cheering you on, it's really good to connect with them. Absolutely. Well, you know, all of our listeners can also find you um, as well on our website. Um, They'll be able to to find the links to everything that we've been chatting about today on successstalkers.com backslash Kendall Fontenot. And it will all be there on the show notes page. And uh, my book, Good Work, Not Good Luck, also... I'm releasing it officially June 20th, and yeah, right. I'm release it officially. It'll be everywhere books are sold, and it can be purchased from my personal website, KendallBeFondo.com, of course, The Born to Noble, The Books of Millions, or you can also go to uh, Good Work, Not Good Luck. That site will be up June 1st and purchase the book from there. Well, I want to personally thank you for my copy because I have been diving right no in, problem. and I'm telling you, I can't wait to give a review. It's just incredible. 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 Well, we really appreciate you today for just being so generous with your time, Kendall, and transparent with your journey. And so we really we want to say thank you. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. As soon as I do my official release, I'll come back and update the audience on that and give away a couple books. We would love that. Thank you. And for everyone out there listening, thanks for tuning in. And until our next episode, remember to keep stalking success. 
In today's takeaway, Kendall discussed how your imagination is your limitation, that you have to see it in your mind before you can do it. Because every business always started with a dream. So success stalkers, I challenge you today to use your mind power, the power of visualization. Because whatever you focus on, you will attract in your life. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from our amazing guests, be sure to subscribe to Success Stalkers on iTunes. And if you found any value in our episodes, then give us a review, hopefully five stars. And be sure to stop by successstalkers.com and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you.